We all pot down here. That is not dead, which can eternal lie. And with strange eons, even death may die. Welcome to We All Pod Down Here. I'm Dan. And I'm Brittany. And this week we're going to be reviewing The Deep House from 2021. So this is a movie about a couple who is trying to increase their views for their YouTube channel, aren't we all? And they do this through urban exploration videos. So when they hear there's a lake that has ruins of a town below, they decide to check it out. And a local takes them to a hidden spot that's supposed to have a house that is perfectly preserved under the water. But soon they realize not all is as it seems. Is it ever? Never. So our references for this episode, we have a couple more than usual. We have an article from Variety, Bloody Disgusting, The Cinemaholic, and Occult World, as well as the usual Wikipedia and IMDb. Check out the links in the show notes. And for our cast and crew, this was written and directed by Alexandra Bustillo and Julianne Mori. And also they directed things like Inside, Livid, Among the Living, Leatherface, Candisha, They're a duo. They do all their stuff together. And it was also produced by Jean-Charles Levy and Clement Misseres. And it was also written by Julian David and Rachel Parker. They did the English adaptation of the film. And to cast, we have Tina, played by Camille Rowe. She's mostly famous as a model, but she's also done a couple of other films like Our Day Will Come and Rock and Roll. We have Ben, who's played by James Jagger. He's been in Vinyl and The Outpost. So we have Pierre, who's played by Eric Savine. He's in a lot of French films, very well-known actor in France, so definitely check out his extensive filmography. We have Mr. Montaigne, played by Alexis Service. We have Madame Montaigne, played by Anne Clessins. We have Sarah Montaignac, played by Carolina Macy. And the cool thing, all three of them is the only film credit any of them have. They're all free divers. And last but definitely not least, we have Tom the Drone, which was CSAM, which is an underwater drone made by Notilo Plus. And uh, the director of photography was Jacques Bellard, who has worked on Beyonce's music video, Runnin'. He's an expert diver and also really adept at filming things underwater. Yeah, so normally we don't include a director of photography in this. It was too cool that he had like all these cool credits, and I just felt like that needed to be included in there. He had a very large impact on this movie, at least definitely visually. Yeah. So with that, I say we get into our spoiler-free review. So there's not too much to spoil in it, because even just based on the trailer for it, you realize it's a movie about two people that are a couple that are going to dive down to this house and explore it. And it's this underwater house. And obviously, quickly, you see there's you know what look to be f- fully formed people still in this house that seem to be you know, their eyes open and stuff in the trailer. So, I mean, there's yeah, not a lot to spoil. There are going to be some spoilers we'll go into, obviously, in our spoiler part. But for the most part, that's the general idea of it. I mean, that's exactly what's happening is there are creepy people in an underwater house. It's a typical haunted house movie in a very untypical setting. Yeah. And I, th- I loved the uniqueness of that. And there's a lot I really loved about this movie. I read a lot of people that didn't like it, and I don't understand fully why. I have my criticisms. I mean, I have criticisms on most things, but I just felt like that there were so many cool aspects to this. Like, there's 
probably some minor criticisms about the story and the ending and stuff, but I just felt like overall this movie was shot in such a cool way and I got I was scared throughout it. Like I kept looking down and looking away. And you know me, I don't usually get scared. I used to be as a kid. Not no more. Most time I watch stuff mm-hmm. and I can just watch right through it. Last time I was kind of looking away and getting nervous was when we watched his house. Mm-hmm. And so this is, it just rattled me. There was just parts where like, you know, the first real big jump scare is something so simple as like, I guess the first ones when they're doing fish. this. Yeah. Well, the fish, but I think technically if we want to get technicalities, I guess it's kind of a jump scare when they're exploring in the Ukraine that mm-hmm. uh, like abandoned asylum or something. Yeah. So they're doing a lot of, you know, the typical YouTube exploration. The Ukraine. Yeah, of course it they is weak. Be. It's feeble. I will put the hood on the Ukraine. <laughs> Gotta have our Seinfeld references. Yep. But I feel like that you know there, there's a point where he kind of Ben just kind of jumps out at Tina and startles her. And that could be kind of a little bit of a jump scare. But man, when the fish comes out of like they open, they are in the house and they just try to like mm-hmm. push a window open to get in, and this just fish comes out. I jumped, you jumped, so we both I, yeah. yelped. Like I don't know why that got me so I, much. I think it was just so sudden, and like jump scares usually don't get me, but that one just kind of caught me by surprise. And I feel like you know, I we go snorkeling, obviously. Mm-hmm. before covid and we couldn't leave the house oh gosh we, we snorkeled all the time yeah we went snorkeling a lot and so like and we've wanted to get scuba certified my parents were scuba certified i have cool videos of them like with an underwater they actually had an underwater camera and they were exploring like a shipwreck i can i'll have to find the video and show you at some point but i just feel like the idea of being underwater makes everything feel slower you know like it's out of control that yeah. things if something's coming after you especially something that's adept at being in the water you're screwed i mean end of story there's no natural scenario where you're more at nature's will than underwater. Yeah. And I think one of the things that might determine how much this movie gets you is how afraid are you of a scenario of being underwater. Me, I have a very, very dramatic fear of drowning. So, And yet we snorkel. Right. It, I'm weird. But we have those full face masks, which yeah. I think make it easier on you. But I have, you've seen it many times, or I have i have a definite fear of drowning. I freak out a little bit sometimes. And I'm a fish. You are a fish. So like a scenario like this will freak me the fuck out a little bit. Because again, th- th- just think of the setting. You're in a haunted house, but you're underwater. So you're at the mercy of a lot of things that you really can't control. You know, haunted house, you might be able to just burst or run run your fucking ass out of there. Here, it's a lot more complicated of a scenario to get out, which I think is really plays into the effectiveness. And also the fact that time is running out. You have a limited amount of oxygen. You don't have any other choices. Exactly. Once you run out, you hold your breath for X amount of time, you better get your ass to the surface. Yeah. The thing that... I guess criticism-wise, I think if you take a really awesome scenario like this with a much meatier script, then I think you have an all-time classic. I think the script was pretty weak in a lot of places, which is where, for me, it falls a little. I think the setting made up for it in a lot of ways, but it also could have been a knockout freaking classic, when I think it does fall short of that. Yeah, I could see that. And I kind of feel like a lot of with Ben, I kind of hate him in parts because... He's an idiot. Well, it's not just that. I feel like he just feels like that typical guy you have in a lot of horror movies where he doesn't believe the the woman when she's saying stuff, you know, like you have in Paranormal Activity. Like, Almost everything he says is wrong, like way wrong. Yeah. And that's and we'll get into that more Such in detail. Such a smart but, ass. Yeah. And I guess my thing is, though, I just... And I, this is, of course, this movie was made before this situation happened, but of course, hitting close to home here in Tampa. And of course, the nation watched this of... Gabby Petito and her going missing and her 
idiot boyfriend or I guess fiance, Brian Laundrie. That kind of thing. It just, I don't know why he just reminded me of that. Like, you know, this guy that was in a van took a, the girl with him and then, you know, bad things happened essentially. And obviously there was a supernatural aspect to that. That guy was just an asshole, but it reminds me of that same scenario. And just for some reason, watching this reminded me of that. I think it's because of the fact they were in like that van kind of traveling around together. Yeah, van down by the river. <laughs> this was a van down by the lake mm-hmm. or just a couple miles from the lake because they had to walk on foot down there. But at least it wasn't Crystal Lake. Oh, wait, wasn't Crystal Lake. Wasn't other lakes. I don't know. Loch Ness. I don't know. Great Salt Lake surrounded by Mormons. Oh, Jesus. What is that from? Nothing. Oh, it's quite literally, Salt Lake City is loaded with Mormons. Oh, 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 great. I'm, I'm thinking like, I don't even know what I'm thinking. Anyway, I, again, I can see some criticisms with the script and various other things, but I just loved the setup and the fact it was a unique idea and the fact they had actual free divers down there being the people that are, you know, looking like the dead folks in the house. That's just amazing to me that they had, you know, most people would just go with special effects. No, this was all practical that they did this kind of stuff and it just felt unsettling the whole time it felt claustrophobic like you not only feel trapped by the fact you're in water you're also trapped in a house i mean Mm -hmm. they're exploring this house and that's just scary to me in so many ways i guess it just for me at least unsettled me a lot a lot of wannabe youtube influencers will probably act like this yeah, and that's where it felt very realistic in that sense of that part of it, you know. And obviously, it's a haunted house underwater story. That's not super realistic, I don't think. But we have ghost towns underwater. I mean, sure. worldwide, if you look up lists of them, there's ones you can go visit. There's ones you can go you know, swim in and see stuff down there. Obviously, not like a fully put together house like this, but especially like there's ones in like China and stuff that you can still see a lot of the carvings and a lot of stuff still really intact. And of course, you know, Alexandria is the most famous one probably. Mm-hmm. But when we're snorkeling and stuff, I feel like I'm close to the surface. I feel like if I need to get out, I can. Sure. Whereas this felt so claustrophobic and trapped, and that's been my hesitation with scuba diving, is I feel like in snorkeling, I'm in shallower water. I can see what's going on below me. I can see what's going on around me. In that kind of setting, even though this is a lake, you know, so you don't have to worry about sharks or whatever, mm-hmm. it's still unnerving. And I guess here in the U.S., I don't know, think this is a situation in France, but in the U.S., we've had situations where professional divers have to go down and take a look at like various things underwater around like the Mississippi and stuff, and they've come back up saying they'd never do it again because they find catfish that are like could actually eat them. Like they're so big that they could eat them, they just never come to the surface, and it's so murky down there. And like the idea of just being in murky dark water just freaks me the fuck out. So yeah, so for me it was very scary, unnerving, and I really liked it. And regardless of any criticisms, I give this movie a lot of high praise. I think it's worth watching 110%. And that's all I have to say before we get into our spoiler review. Is there anything else you want to add? I think it was good, not great. I there, Like I said, I have my, my difficulties at certain points. I think far and away the best thing of feature about this is the setting. And I guess that's where I think they probably could have shortened the script up a little better to just make this a knock it out of the park kind of thing. But all, the cinematography was great. The setting was horrifying as hell. And overall, it was a it was a relatively solid effort and the the setting it's like an a plus like freak me the fuck out plenty of times Mm -hmm. just because of probably my fear of drowning and that's a scenario that's really horrifying and like i like the idea of a simple concept of a typical haunted house kind of movie but in a very unconventional setting Mm -hmm. and i know they started this with not having even a script they literally just had the idea of hey what if we combine these two things and they talked to one of the producers and he's like let's make this happen and they said you know like in france it's so hard to get money for horror to do a horror movie mm-hmm. so i think they just ran with it at that point because of the fact they could just make it happen and it's so rare for them to just be so easily make it happen yeah it's such so, a, it's a very unique idea so kudos to the 
for the idea. Yeah. So with that, I say, let's get into our spoilers. So again, there's not a ton to spoil. I don't feel like if you, because we called a lot of some of the stuff anyway. There's a major piece though. There is a major piece, but I don't feel like if you know that major piece, it takes away from the movie. It's not like- a little bit. I, I disagree, but since we're in disagreement about that, I say that, you know, then definitely halt yourself if yes. you want to see this. It's on um, Epics. Mm-hmm. You can, you know, if you have get a free trial, get a free trial, pay for it. it. You know, whatever. You know, it's I think like three bucks to rent on Prime. So yeah, it's easily accessible. Yeah. So again, if you want to watch it, pause, go watch it, come back and listen to us ramble. Yeah. And with that, spoiler alert. So getting into the spoilers. Obviously, the big spoiler that we're just gonna I think get out of the way here is the fact that this is Pierre's family. Yep. Pierre is a Montagnac. Yep. He's one of the Montagnac, and he, and also I'm going to apologize in advance for any butchering I do of French names. My French is terrible. As is mine. I will do my best. Please forgive me if it's terrible. So. Essentially, this guy is luring people. Yeah, he's luring people. He's waiting around by the more touristy part of the lake where you can see some ruins and stuff, but yeah. there's really not much. And Sitting in the lawn chair, sipping some cheap wine, sacri- that was, that- sacrificing people to a satanic family. You know, just a nice weekend outing. Yep, typical weekend in France, right? Yeah, for sure. I mean, France is known for stuff like that. Sure. We had the Atacombs and everything else. I mean, France has got some creepy stuff. So Atacombs is awesome. Speaking of, we should review As Above, So Below because that movie is amazing. Such a movie that really surprised you so positively you know well because i went to watch it and i put it on like in the background while i was going to be like riding on the exercise bike and just like messing around my phone and i was just enthralled by it i was Mm -hmm. like oh my god this is so good yeah it was wonderful but anyway for the movie we're actually reviewing right now i guess one of the things i want to say about is i loved that that twist again to me wasn't that big of a deal to me yeah it's a major piece of it but if i had known that going in it wouldn't have affected how i saw the movie either way they're lured by a creepy guy. It's obvious, you know, that something's wrong. We know they're going to a haunted house under there. Like, why mm-hmm. else? This guy, yeah, he's taking them there for a fee. But there's also a mystery around it, though. Like, they're trying to figure out, like, all this, they're seeing all this weird shit. What the fuck is actually going on here? If you have that information right away, okay, well, this guy's part of this devil-worshipping family, and he's just giving some human sacrifices. I question if it's full-on devil-worship, though. Like, yes, there's yeah, sacrifices. It's, like, it's more a cult, probably, than that. Yeah, because especially this, and referencing it earlier, where we were saying how Ben doesn't know what he's talking about mm-hmm. a lot. One of the things he doesn't know what he's talking about. One that, of the many. Yeah, so he, and the thing is, I don't, at first I was thinking, I was like, the people that made this didn't know, but I was like, no, I think on purpose, Yeah. they had him doing stuff that was wrong because he's supposed to be the big history buff. But he really, he's more talk than anything. Yeah. So at one point they're sitting there and they're getting ready to go down into the water. And Pierre points out, she has like a peace sign on her tank. That's a sticker. He's like, I like your sticker. And Ben says, oh, you know, the cross of Nero. He's like, you know, those hippies didn't know that when they took it up as their symbol, but that's not correct. It looks similar to the cross of Nero, but and a lot of conspiracy theorists, you know, will try to argue that. They'll also try to argue the peace symbol is somehow a Nazi symbol, but we all know that, at least we all should know, that the swastika is, like, literally taken away from a very innocent place and, like, a lot of different mythologies. Yeah, a lot of yeah. Well, there's, if you look at it, there, there's Hindu, there's, like I said, Tibetan, there's Buddhism. Like, it, the symbol appears in a lot of places, but, yeah. of course, it's been tainted now by that. Well, you know, the tinfoil hats, they think the, the world is flat, so, you know. Exactly. So, there's a lot of things, obviously, that go wrong there, but the actual origin of the peace symbol is by Gerald Holtum and... And he did it as a combination of the N and the D flag semaphore symbols. And that basically the N and the D stood for nuclear disarmament. And that's why, you know, again, 
the hippies took up the symbols because they wanted it. They wanted peace. They felt like, you know, having nuclear arms was not peaceful. And the cross of Nero, for those who don't know, it's a uh, broken cross, it's supposed to be the broken cross of the Apostle Peter when he was crucified upside down by Emperor Nero, who very much hated the Christians. Upside again, down crucifixion. That doesn't sound like a good time. No, but along with that, one of the things you found was that we both kind of called it out when he saw that seal on the floor. When they're in the house, yeah, there's a seal on the floor. He goes, oh, a pentagram. And you and I are both like, that's not, a, not pentagram. a pentagram. And of course, that comes from you and I both being rolled into metal. We were like, like that's We not. know what a pentagram is, damn it. Yeah. Hell, we know anthrax. They have their own version of it. It's thraxagram. It's awesome. <laughs> But yeah, the symbol in the house, it's not a pentagram. It's actually the Seal of Murmur, which, a little backstory about Murmur, he's known as the 54th Spirit. He's a great duke and an earl. He wears a ducal crown and rides a griffin in the battle. It looks like a warrior. Peter Griffin? Probably not, but that would be an interesting thing. P-tier Griffin. Yeah, yeah. Peter Griffin. Ah, crap. <laughs> He has 30 legions of demons under his command, and he's always preceded by two trumpeters. Trumpers? Well, that, that would be worse, probably. I still I'd think say. one of the funniest things is when people point out that they're like, you know, in the Bible, it says, oh, you know, the end times will be heralded by trumpets, and someone's like, trumpets? And you're like, oh, they, they'll know what it means. And I just read that, and I was like, huh, <laughs> huh. Well, now. Well, certainly the end of... Good taste and morality. But hey, tis the times and alternate universe we live. And again, with this guy, he's preceded by two trumpeters, <laughs> not douchebags in red hats, who've ruined red hats for people who like red hats like me. Yeah, our li I always worry people when we're out are going to think our Liverpool and Byron hats are actually Trump hats. And I'm like, no, no, they're soccer hats. No, no, look at it closely. I still like the person that had the red hat that says Black Lives Matter made Co you look. Yeah. <laughs> Or you can do the Larry David and wear an actual one just to keep people away from you, which yep. was just one of his best gags on that show. I still love in that interview with him, and they they're like, "Aren't you worried you're gonna you know alienate some of your you know your fans?" He's like, "What the fuck do I care?" Like, how many of them are actually fans of Larry David, right? And with how rich Larry David is, he's like, "I don't give a shit." <laughs> he does not care. I wouldn't care either. If I, I wouldn't either. I, I don't wouldn't. care if I'm, and I'm me. Exactly. Anyway, so back, anyway to, back to the, this the murmur, murmur dude. So Murmur, he teaches philosophy and he can command souls of the dead to appear before the conjurer exorcist to answer that entity's every desired question. And of course, Murmur in Latin means noise, whisper, sound of trumpet. So that's where that, that term comes from. Just a little backstory on that symbol. That's not a pentagram that you'll see. Yeah. This guy is such a dingus. I know. And I think, I know that he was... It's, the more you think about it, the more he's, he's intended to be a blowhard dingus who thinks he knows everything. And he was like, you know, he was really shitty to to his girlfriend at the beginning. And he's shitty to her all the time. That's why he kept making me think of Gabby Petillo. Just yeah. like this guy that was you know, taking her out in a van and just like, you know, exploring the country, even though obviously they're in Europe. But I guess they're, I don't know for sure if they're supposed to be students because they mentioned that they meet in New York and Kind of a funny side thing, though, with, along with that, is that Tina states that she met Ben in the history department in New York. Or she says, at New York, meaning, I guess, like, you know, New, uh, one of the universities there. But what's kind of funny is that James, I keep wanting to say Jaeger, Jagger, um, is, he's actually an American faking an English accent, which usually that's another way around. But he was actually born in New York. And on the same note, Tina says her mother's French, which is why she's fluent, because Pierre comments, like, you know, it's not my Americans speaking French over here. And Camilla Rowe is a French-American in the sense that, like, her dad is actually born, raised from France, and she grew 
grew up between France, New York, and California. So it kind of felt like reality shadowing, the, mm-hmm. or the movie shadowing what the reality was. Like maybe they used some of those pieces of reality. Like, yeah, yeah just like life imitating art kind of thing. Yeah, so, or the other way around, they say the art was imitating life. Yeah. But anyway, so... I feel like the, because I remember thinking, I was like, her French is beautiful. So like, yeah, it was, very, it was very, per- very And then I looked it up and I was like, yeah. ah, this is why. She legitimately is fluent in French. So yep. this came very naturally to her. But I thought he did it great. I'll get the, the some people, I guess, didn't like the actor that much. Mm. Or like were making comments. They didn't think he was like, they felt like he was kind of, I don't know, was it like monotone or like robotic? Yeah, they're kind of robotic and that he just... But I kind of feel like that's how he was supposed to be. Yeah, because if you th- it, the more you think about the character, I mean, he's playing a douchebag wannabe YouTube influencer who seemingly will do anything and drag his poor girlfriend and put her at risk to get more YouTube views or something. And he talks about like he knows something, but he really doesn't. And he's just kind of this annoying ass blowhard. And yeah, some people who are, you know, go look at Twitter and go look at a lot of inf- quote-unquote influencers on Twitter and you'll see a lot of annoying blowhard fucks. Yeah. So, which is why Twitter is such a feckin' cesspool sometimes. But yeah, I, I think he fits as the douchebag. I, I don't think he was necessarily a problem. Just sometimes the script felt like it, it could have been a little better, a little more robust. I think they did what they could with it. And again, I think the... They really went for the setting, and I, they focused a lot on that. And again, you had to focus on a lot of that just logistically of pulling that off is difficult. Yeah, and both the directors commented on how difficult that was to pull off. Oh my god! And I think they, they weren't did allowed. A, they weren't allowed in the water, so they're trying to tell people what to do through little earpieces. Mm-hmm. That's not easy. That's no. very hard to direct somebody. Now, and one thing that uh, it's a movie is probably like ninety plus percent underwater. Yeah. Also, on that note of like people that are asshole. Influencers. All I can think of is Logan Paul, the guy that was, you know, in the the suicide forest and took the video of the body. Like, Ugh. it's one thing to go into that forest. It looks beautiful. I would love to go there and just take some nice pictures of the scenery. I, in no way, shape, or form, if I found a body, would continue to take photos unless it was something where I was like, and then post them on the internet. Yeah, it's not, unless it was like something where I was like trying you to like heartless. I didn't bastard. have a way to get a hold of police, and I need to find my way back. And I was like, okay, I gotta tell them where it was, so I'm taking photos of the surroundings to like tell them where to go or something and, like that. And you use it to exploit it for clicks would, or views. You no fucking way, asshole. Yeah. If I were him, I would have in no way, shape, or form uploaded the thing with the body. I, one thing to say later, like there was a hor- like we went through this forest and it was a horrible tragedy. We saw someone. Obviously, we're not going to show that footage. Mm-hmm. I can understand that, but you know, and like that we're so sorry for their family or something like that. But like, you yeah, know, that would fort- have been the classy thing to do. Yeah, but uploads it for likes because, and of course, these people don't get the punishment they deserve. I read somewhere that I think he was getting sued over it, but still. Yeah, a lot of these douchebags don't get to come up and say certainly should have. No, but along with all of that, like I said, I I think that my other big thing that I loved about this movie was, as I said earlier, with the Freedivers, because... They were great. The girl, like the the younger girl, she was 11 fucking years old at the time this was filmed. She was incredible. She was the scariest out of all of them, I think. Yeah, for sure. And, And the thing is, she... Apparently, uh, was trained by like one of a, a world champion freediver, and it's like her real big passion in life is freediving. But they thought about doing CGI, but one, it was gonna be too expensive. And again, I think that having it not be CGI is so much more impactful because it's so much scarier. You realize how real this is. If this was CGI, it, that would have hurt quite a bit. Yeah, a lot. But the fact it wasn't, again, 
Love that. I also loved that the family motto is actually one of the couplets by H.P. Lovecraft, um, his you know quote unquote mad poet Abdul Azhar, who's supposed to be the author of the Necronomicon. That is stated in both the Nameless City and the Call of Cthulhu, and it just felt so fitting for this movie. You know, again, the Necronomicon is the Book of Death. Obviously, these are people that are seem to be worshiping some kind of like occult situation. So, and again, basically they're cheating death in many ways. So it just felt very fitting, and we see that again that they were murder or quote-unquote murder i feel like it was like a revenge thing mm-hmm. yeah but they, that's a town they come, kind of briefly explain yeah they briefly explain that the, again the kids i guess they were stealing kids and murdering them and the town comes to take revenge and kills them but i guess they're not really dead because i guess they're not you know like part of their some sort of occult thing yeah some sort of occult things causing this and that i just i don't know it felt like it all tied together very well I feel like maybe I like this more than you, but I think it's just because I loved the parts about the fact that this was actually done accurately as they could within this situation. There's parts that aren't accurate. I think from what little we know about diving, the oxygen they have on their thing is shown as percentage, but in all reality, that's never shown as a percentage. It's PSI and bars. There's also the fact that they ha- he has the little wrist controller and he's playing music and it's not a thing. Like when you're diving, you have to have 100% focus. There, you're you're not going to be pulling up Spotify and playing a song. There's no way in hell that would ever happen. Yeah, the only thing I could think because they have the ability to talk to each other. So the only thing I could think would be if he somehow had like a speaker that he had set up and like wired it himself or something. You got to be a fucking dope. I mean, this guy is a dope. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But, it's like I mean, but like, like that equipment wouldn't have that built in. No. Like it showed that it was built into the equipment. That would not be a thing. I do like that he randomly started playing death metal at first though that was funny that was very funny did we ever figure out what song that was we should have no it probably was something real generic but i hope it was a french death metal band yeah there's a lot actually france france has a lot of good death metal france is a very very good musical country and there's a lot of good death metal there's a lot of good black metal a lot Mm -hmm. of really good black metal and there's a lot of really good uh, industrial synthwave kind of stuff a lot of that movement came from france so there's a lot of great wonderful artists out there yeah the other thing that Kind of just more as like a side fun fact is that this whole process obviously was highly unique because of the fact that it was actually all filmed underwater. And it was filmed at a place that's called Studio Lightus. I think it's supposed to be pronounced Light. It looks like Lights, but I think it's probably pronounced Lightus because it's in Vilvador, Belgium. But it's a, I guess, like one of the like most world-class like water stages that they have. And they had to like basically build this house on the side and then slowly lower it into the water. And it took like, I think like something like six hours to lower the whole stage into the water. That's insane. Yeah, and so... To me, that part was just a really cool fact about it. But also, the worst part for this is this started filming right before COVID hit, and That's so they had to, rough. Yeah, so they had to delay it and basically had to spend an extra three hundred thousand euros, which brought their budget up to five million euros, is what I read, because of the lockdown. And they had still more time to shoot underwater, and they had to basically delay it for months before they could start back to shooting and have you know everyone quarantined enough time and figure out what was yeah. going on. And shooting underwater like that, the way they had to set that up was not easy nor cheap. Not at all. One thing that's kind of interesting, though, is also the muddy look to the water. The way they did that, and they've actually done this in a couple movies, is they used a lot of food items, such as mashed Brussels sprouts. (laughs) I can see that working. Yeah, but basically... Obviously it did. Bastillo said that, one of the directors said that, you know, he wanted the picture to be both as beautiful as it is nightmarish. Makes sense. But also in the movie, did you ever see 47 Meters Down? 
I don't think you did. I don't think so. Okay, I, I saw that once. It's okay. I mean, it's nothing groundbreaking, but same thing that apparently Mandy Moore, she's in that, and she was saying that it was really unpleasant to film in that, and she said it felt like after a while that they were just filming in soup. They used broccoli, right? Yeah, they used shredded broccoli. I would have wanted to just eat it. I love broccoli. I love broccoli, but I feel like in that water... In that water, no, that'd be really tepid shit. Yeah. You know, when he played the music, and then they, she like changed it to something else. And they started playing some kind of like some more soft electronic kind of thing. They, if you want to go with French musicians, totally, totally should have gone with Perturbator or Carpenter Brett. Oh yeah, they're both great. That would have been fucking badass. And Carpenter Brett even has that movie kind of thing they did to their soundtrack. That right? was awesome. We actually should review that. That'd be that fun. was pretty sweet. Yeah, we can do that at some point. Fun thing also is that the lake that they filmed in, it's a Lac de Rave. That lake actually is also an underwater town situation where it's a, a man-made lake that was a flooded town oh nice so it's actual legitimate location Mm -hmm. yep so they filmed it a lot of throughout france but again the most of it was filmed obviously the water part of it was all filmed like on the water stage in belgium but that has a lot of validity but uh, the actual like scenes where you've seen the lake from the top that was done throughout like southern france and i just i don't know i got a kick out of that that they actually like used a lake that had an underwater town situation because i enjoyed the food truck that had had wine. Yeah. Well, we were watching that, and he's like, she's like, oh, we're going to need wine. He goes down there, and you're like, they're not going to have wine. I'm like, sweetie, it's France. They will have wine. They if did. If this was Germany, they would have beer. Oh, they would have beer. Yeah. <laughs> it's everywhere. This isn't the U.S. where we're, we're all... I mean, beer you can get easier than water. And like, if you want to get water that isn't fizzy water, you can find beer much easier than that. Yeah. But I don't know. Like, just for me, I guess it's a combination of, I liked the occult references. I liked the Lovecraft references. I love that... Again, they had just like the perfect amount of like jump scares where it startled you just enough. And it felt like a lot of it was also playing with their mind, like you, you know, with scenes where she thought like the chains were attacking her. Probably just a mode of, moment of panic. Well, it seemed like a moment of panic, but apparently he was just right there and didn't see any of it happen. Yeah. So. What's actually going on? Like there's some weird shit that's kind of like you see something, then you don't. Well, again, it's a haunted house. Yeah, so I think that's led to believe like it's along with, you know, suspension, obviously. Yeah. Like suspension of disbelief kind of thing. Well, yeah, but also I just feel like that it was, you know, a combination of things like startling her and like the, the rover or the, the drone, Tom, would like randomly turn red at her and it just like made it even more creepy because again it's sensing something that's unusual yeah. so yeah and the red light just looks ominous as fuck yeah. so Tom was cool yeah I like Tom but I guess for me sometimes I guess, Tom was Tom had better had better script dialogue <laughs> <laughs> I guess for me what are the things you didn't like about that like let's talk about that because I keep things I don't like my, yeah tell so me. I th- I just there's times especially with the reveal of what's going on was relatively anticlimactic and it felt a tad rushed. I don't know. It's just like the little little quick montage felt like it could have been more of a slow burn. It just kind of got crammed in there because they had to. Mm-hmm. I would have preferred something that would have been a little more of a slow development little clues here and there throughout this house that you see what's going on like when they saw the painting I like that but then when they then, then you didn't really get much else for a while with what might have been happening. Well, it's the part where he sees the, you know, he goes into that back room and, and like, like the, well, there's um, like Jesus the, like blocking the door basically like to keep yeah. them out. It seems like but they had like the the family tree that was kind of a thing. I just I felt like when they they finally did the big reveal, it was way too brief and way too anticlimactic. I would have liked it to be a little more psychological and a little more drawn out and fuck with me a little more, mm-hmm. as opposed to most of this movie, you're just in complete, literally in the dark. Mm-hmm. You're in mystery of what's going on, which is cool, but if they're going to have this kind of trope, 
then let's not just do a quick rush reveal. Let's drag it out. Let's make it more suspenseful. I think that would have upped the the tension even mm-hmm. more. Even more, like the location is obviously the most tense part of this. Mm-hmm. But if you have that a little more well-crafted, I think you're up the tension even more. And I think it, it draws you in a little more, even more so than like just the setting. You know, you the setting was wonderful and it was shot to perfection, but you also can't just rely on that. Yeah, I can see that. And I feel like it could have been just a little stronger in that sense. People complaining about the-, the acting, I think, are going a bit too much. I think they're just looking for something. I think when you go into something with a very new premise like this, and kudos to these guys coming up with such a great premise that hasn't been done before. But the, the complaints about the acting is kind of like, okay, you, you came into this with an idea of, oh, this is exactly how I would do this in a, in a new scenario that you haven't seen. And some people come in with certain defined expectations, and if they're not met, they just bitch and bitch and bitch. Yeah. So I think there might be some validity to some some pacing, some some script stuff. The reveal to me was meh, but the setting the- was great. I, I'm, I don't want to say this is definitely not a bad movie, and people who say it's a bad movie are probably also like Saw. So, but I like it, that's but how that's your always your parameter for stuff because like this. it's usually people who have no taste love those movies. But really, there's a lot of nitpicking, and unfortunately, within you know life in general, no matter what subculture you go into, there's nitpickers. I think. It was good. Was it great? In a lot of ways, yes. In some ways, no. But that my main criticism is the reveal was could have been done way better, just for me. I and can, I and I, I think and I think some script stuff was a little, but some, sometimes it was a little weak. Allow me but, to argue, but allow me. I will argue, say that overall, it's a pretty good flick. Allow me to argue, though, the point of I feel that you say that there's not a lot of clues and stuff, and the clues could have been done better. But I feel like there are a lot of clues. You know, when they first go into this house. And, you know, they get to that room and you see, the, again, the occult thing on the ground. You see That, that was cool. They go into that, he goes into that back room and you see there's like, you know, like hands in jars and shit, you know. Mm-hmm. Clearly something is wrong. Oh, for the, sure. G- so, Jesus so, on the on the wall, you know, blocking them from getting in there. No argument that there's, they're definitely demonstrating that there's something fucked up, that there's something wrong here. They're definitely demonstrating that. I'm more thinking of the whole family connection thing with Pierre and all that. That could have been a really cool thing that got kind of crammed in. Yeah, I could see that. But I guess for me, that's, that's why I That's my big thing. I, for me, it could have made like, it better. For me, I feel like that that's not that big of a deal for me, I guess, with this. Because I felt like the horror was not so much that. It's just the idea of this, you know, again, haunted house under the water, mm-hmm. I guess. And maybe I'm being a little laid back on it. I guess for me, I just, I enjoyed... The, thr- the thrill of it, I guess. It's all about how much you enjoy it, and that's the most important thing. I just think it would have made it, if if they would have done that a little tighter, that might have made this an all-timer. I could see that. And like I can see where you're coming from with it. I just feel for me, it wasn't that big of a deal. because I think it's partly because of the fact that it felt so unsettled, just as it was, that that was yeah. all I needed, I felt like, in that moment. I was unsettled quite a bit throughout this movie. I was just, I really wanted desperately to know what's going on, and then they just kind of... Oh, here, by the way, here it is. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, they, again, they had little clues, like, again, the fact that 
If the family you, tree was cool. You find the family tree and you see, before he even realized it, it's a part of, you see part of the uh, the name on there is, or you see part of, they see the, qu- the quote that's like the family motto and Pierre had said earlier, an old family motto. So mm-hmm. to me, it felt like, yes, that's a reveal, but it didn't feel like it was supposed to be that big of a deal, I felt like. Yeah. Like, yes, it's a plot point, but it's not the main horror of it that they were yeah. led there for this reason. Big plot point on why this is happening, though, because... As we go to the end of the movie, which I thought this was actually really cool, when we get to the very end, where they, after after credits, we go to Pierre, and he's got these two girls with, like, diving equipment. Oh, he's got more victims. Yeah. That was cool. But they like all, what's kind of funny also is if you notice, the one girl had a peace tattoo on her mm-hmm. neck, which I thought that was mm-hmm. kind of funny. That was really well done. But, like, I enjoyed Pierre, that. Pierre, you sly motherfucker. Yeah. But they also point out that one thing also to point out that we didn't really touch on is the actual real ending before that is that Tina does get out of the house. She's swimming for the surface, and just before she gets there, she drowns. Mm-hmm. It was just one of those oh moments. Yeah. So close, yet so far. Yeah. That was dramatic. That was cool. I yeah. thought that was well done. I think, I think that was very well acted, too. Mm-hmm. I think she was wonderful. Oh, yeah. I thought they were all wonderful. I really yeah. liked the acting and all of it. I don't, again, I feel like that we were supposed to kind of hate Ben because yeah. Ben is number 10. I was just <laughs> going to say, throw him to the count. Yeah. But I really with, think Camille Rowe really stood out, but I think James Jagger was a lot better than a lot of people think, too. Because, again, like you said, look at the character. The character is meant to be a douche. You're not supposed to like this guy, I don't think. Maybe some people, you know, generally you want the victims to be somewhat sympathetic, but I'm, I'm very much okay with some of them definitely not being that sympathetic. Tina was. Ben, I didn't really want Ben to die or anything. I don't think he deserved that, but. No, it wasn't death worthy, but like there's that part even early on where he, he says bitch something. slap. What? He had a bitch slap across his face. Yeah, needed. but like he was saying like, you know, because it seemed like that Tina didn't really enjoy the putting on the internet stuff. Like she said, you know, she was kind of coming around to the idea of like seeing the ruins and stuff and the history of it. But it felt like that just the whole let's get famous on the internet thing is kind of was his whole thing. Yeah. And it was exhausting to her. It seemed like she just enjoyed seeing these cool locales. Yeah. That's kind of would be my viewpoint too. Yeah. It's like, if you want to like upload some of the stuff just to be like, Hey, here's where we were at, you know, like I Mm -hmm. I can see that, but like, he was doing, like, he's sitting there while they're getting their snacks and whatnot at the lake. And he even says, like, something about, like, you know, like, oh, we should research this better. Or she says that, I think. And it shows that he just was, like, doing this all on a whim. Mm-hmm. So it's like, how would you not know that this this was, like, a tourist spot? Yeah, right. Again, this guy's clueless as hell. Yeah. So it's like, if you're going to go this far and travel, this isn't like you're going, like, down the street, you know? Yeah. But it just felt like, I don't know, the whole time I just, I didn't like him. And I felt like I wasn't supposed to like him. That that's the thing I think people yeah. forget is that I don't think you were supposed to like him. I think you were supposed to be sympathetic to Tina. And like, he even tells her like, you know, when we get our first million views, we're going to like, you know, the littlest chapel in, in Vegas. And it's like. Really? That's, that's, she kind of is like, okay. Yeah. She's like, oh, a drive through wedding. And isn't that nice? Yeah. It's like, you know, not like wedding of our dream. I mean, you're traveling all over the world as it is. You clearly could have probably an awesome wedding. Mm-hmm. And you're going to do it drive through chapels just like like why do, why do you want to get married by some overweight burnout dressed as elvis yeah come on as a joke maybe but not as a joke sure but not and for you know not not to insult elvis impersonators because there's a lot of really good ones so but that's, that's oh the best the best but he wasn't a impersonator he's the real deal yeah yes got a in a nursing home got a growth on his pecker 
You know, also with a Necronomicon, could he could have used ash in this? Boom, baby. Yep. They, they, there's no way that house could have held fucking ash. Nope. That would have been interesting. I want to see like a, a Bruce Campbell parody of this where he's like down there. Like a scuba diving ash? Yeah, scuba diving ash with like the fucking like, you know, chainsaw attached to his arm. <laughs> That'd be wonderful. So you want to get to our ratings? Yeah. So I feel like we're going to be very different on our ratings to some extent to this, but. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, no, no, no. I, I, do, I agree. I agree. It's okay to disagree. <laughs> so, oh, Reginald. I disagree. <laughs> so for me, overall, I'm going to give it a four. I just, I really enjoyed it. It's not, again, not, I'm not saying it's a perfect movie or anything. I just really enjoyed it. And I give it kudos for being able to unsettle me because a lot of stuff doesn't unsettle me anymore. So to me, that was a big deal. I think overall, I'll give it a three. It's good. I had, I really definitely enjoyed watching it. I think the setting, everyone involved needs a ton of kudos for how they executed this. And the setting was unsettling. And again, for me, someone fear of drowning, it was very freaky. And a lot of the camera work was really good. A lot of things were really wonderful about it. Perfect, definitely not. I've I've already gone over my criticism, so I'm not going to beat a dead horse to, to ashes here. But for me, it's an overall three. It's solid. It's good. Would I watch it again? Absolutely, I would. And I, and I had a lot of fun. I think I'm fair. Yeah, no, for sure. What are your thoughts on Scary Factor? I'd say Scary Factor is a four for me. Mm-hmm. I think Scare Factor in this is going to vary pretty wildly. Again, me with a person who's very fearful of drowning, this definitely was pretty scary for me. Yeah. Because of that. And the idea of the entrapment of being in that situation with your oxygen on a limited time, and you only have so much time to get out and you can't get out, then yeah, that can be very scary. And I thought that was executed well. Yeah. I'm going to give it a five because... It really just freaked me out to no end. Like I could barely, I, a lot of it was me looking away. Yeah, this this really got you more so than a lot of stuff. Yeah, most stuff doesn't get me like this. So between this and Triassic Hunt. Well, uh, talk about polar opposites. <laughs> yeah. Sarcasm. Torgo. And you're wearing your Torgo shirt right now too. I am. Torgos. I love Torgo. For music, what are you thinking? Um, I mean, the little death metal clip was cool. Like I said, should have been Carpenter, Butter, Perturbator. But there wasn't a lot of music or like, I mean, the sound, a lot of it was kind of the sound of being underwater. Yeah. Which that was done really well. I think sound design was really good. Actually, I, I don't have any complaints. You know, again, you're underwater and sometimes the sound of silence can be more frightening than a bunch of random stuff. Yeah. So I will, I'll give it a four for that. I'm going to give it a four as well. I, the Dilla Death Metal part made me happy. And then this isn't so much with sound, but the fact that they're, like the lack of sound in many ways speaks mm-hmm. louder. You know, like the sound of silence can be very scary. There's there's like no sleep stories solely based on the fact of like the absence of that, mm-hmm. how scary that can be. And I feel like with that, and they point out one of the things that they made a big deal of is they wanted to have people that were really good at showing emotion with their eyes because for the bulk of this, you can't really see much more than their eyes. Yeah, they're in scuba masks and everything yeah yeah so for me i feel like the combination of those just it's still very good so agreed what about effects effects is wow that's a five yeah it has to be a five i I think effects that this is where the movie is very strong you know the whole the way they pulled off all the underwater stuff the fact that it's all practical effects thank you so much that it's not CG because that would have really ruined it, I think. Yeah. They got actual free divers. I mean, they really took care of the details. They got very innovative, creative, and they pulled it off. So that's a five for me. Yeah, for sure. I was feeling the same. Definitely a five. Gore? I'm teetering between a one and a two. 
It's not really gory. No, there's like the when they have the clips. Yeah, they're kind of they're cutting, cutting at people up. I don't know why they're cutting people up. I thought that was a little silly. Um, I think they're cutting people up because they're sacrificing them. So they're probably like taking different parts of them for the sacrifice. So yeah, let's explain the body parts and jars. And yeah, I'm gonna go with a two just because of that aspect yeah. of it. I feel like there's still some gore, but it's you know, and the people kind of like they're rotting a little bit. But yeah. I'd say that's fair. Yeah. I'll agree. I'll give it a two for that as well. Like that little scene, which is probably like a minute or two yeah. at most. It's very pretty brief. Yeah. Otherwise, it's not really gory. It's more just, you know, dread of the situation. Yeah. But that scene is a little meh. Yeah. Bleh. But yeah, I think, we, I think we did it. I think so. All right. So unless there's anything else you want to add. Um, don't go swimming in perfectly preserved houses under the water that some random stranger drove you miles out of the way and you have to walk miles in the woods to go to don't yeah. trust strangers maybe tell people where you're going yeah don't trust strangers and oh i guess we should also add that we really liked the the candle that for the effects the candle yeah there looked. was a floating candle it's just like the haunted mansion it was yeah cool. and there's the the phantom manor mm-hmm. in paris so phantom manor is the best version of that ride yeah for sure and we haven't seen the newly revamped version of it which is supposed to be really cool didn't they bring back vincent price yes for the- they did and yeah, I, I've heard that whole, I've, oh, I've, I have the MP3 of it. Yeah, no, no, we've heard it, but just like, I want to be there and just experience like yeah. Vincent Price, like introducing to me. I know. Phantom Manor. I know. That's something I desperately want to do whenever we can get, get back to Europe. Lord knows when that'll be. But yeah, for sure. Hopefully sooner rather than later. Yep. But we won't go diving in lakes. Swimming yep. in lake maybe, but diving, yeah. no. I'm more of a snorkel guy. Yeah. I'd still like to get scuba certified at some point. I might. I don't know. We'll see. A lot of things about that freak me out, too. Yeah, I hear you. But with that, I think that that's the end of it. So thank you for listening to our ridiculous ramblings. And until next time, this has been We All Pod Down Here. I'm Brittany. And I'm Dan. Bye. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. Our logo was designed by Emmanuel Arroyo. Our website is weallpoddownhere.com. Email us at weallpoddownhere at gmail.com. And you can follow our shenanigans at WeAllPod on Twitter. And at WeAllPod down here on Instagram and Facebook. And feel free to suggest a movie you want us to review. Or if you just want to suggest something to make me really uncomfortable. Be afraid. Be very afraid. <laughs>